0: Welcome back to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts and cult leaders, Jordan Garcia, and with me as always,
1: Armando Arvisa here, and Jordan, what do we do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast?
0: Well, what we like to do is we like to fill up bowls of Kool-Aid with poison in them, and then we have our listeners drink that, but before you do that, you gotta watch a Criterion Collection film, we like to talk about that film, and then one of us, or a guest, but one of us in this particular instance, the two hosts, got to bring a movie. And then we talk about it. We argue about it. And we figure out, does it belong in the Criterion Collection? Does it belong in the cult? And today, Mondo, you're, uh, yeah, you're bringing Yeah, we're taking it. a
1: little magic carpet ride. Or you're, a time yeah.
0: warp carpet you're, ride. You're, you're taking us down nostalgia lane. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, so from um, the Criterion Collection, we, we watched uh, Time Bandits, uh, directed by Terry and Gilliam. And, uh, spy number for all you, uh, criterion heads out there, number 37. Oh, yeah, we're gonna start, we should yeah. start doing yeah, that. Yeah, should. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it, we did it sometimes, and we dropped off, and we really dropped off, and now we're bringing it back.
0: I know, I know, because we're loose here, you know? Yeah. We're more
1: conversation-based. Yeah. It's hard to have rules around
0: here, alright? Yeah, we're, we're not We're sticklers. drunk most of the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not sticklers. I'm drunk off this bang that tastes like hairspray. I'm high. Okay. What is Time Bandits about? Okay, yeah, time bandits. Uh All dreams you've ever had, and not just the good ones. Young history buff Kevin can scarcely believe it when six dwarves emerge from his closet one night. Former employees of the supreme being, they've uh, uh, purloined a map charting all the all of the holes in the time in the fabric of time, and are using it to steal treasures from different historical eras, taking Kevin with them. They variously drop in on Napoleon, Robin Hood, and K- King Agnamon before the supreme being catches up with them. Let me just say I'm intrigued. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something I want to see. Yeah, it's crazy. It's one of those things. Uh, and, and you're reading that from Letterboxd? That was from Letterboxd, people, so uh, don't get your uh, IMDB in a bunch. Exactly. Uh, but- keep that, keep that <laughs> name out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this was directed by terry Gill- gilliam and also co-written with terry gilliam and michael Palin. and uh this stars craig warnock as kevin david david uh rampart as randall kenny baker as fidget you know he died in the r2d2 bucket <laughs> wait what <laughs> what no,
0: wait he's, i mean he's the i know a, he is r2d2 but yeah. he did not
1: yeah i know it's a joke that like he died <laughs> oh <laughs> it's a simpsons joke i guess yeah. no okay no 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 hey. kenny baker as fidget and then uh mike edwards as og uh malcolm dixon as strutter uh tiny ross as R- vermin uh jack Purris as wally and then we have uh, john cleese sean connery shelly duvall and david warner as evil genius and also
0: uh jim brodent uh he plays the tv host guy oh okay. don't, he's in a lot of gilliam stuff he was in brazil as well um, okay some other stuff i just wanted to bring him up because he just plays a really good character in the gilliam world because he's got those big wacky eyes you know mm-hmm. he's very cartoony yeah um yeah and later what are you bringing to the oh collection?
1: yeah and later i'm bringing a. Uh, we'll see how this goes masters of the universe from Ooh. 1987 yep shirtless
0: um, dolph lundgren it's Does like it belong in the collection? But right now we're talking about Time Bandits. Yeah. Mondo, um, my first time, your first time. Yeah, first timers. Watching Time Bandits. Um, I will say that it took a while for me to get into uh, what was going on. Um, it's, a, it's a slow uh, start for me and not a slow burn in kind of a good way and sort of a bad way. I, w- I just wasn't really intrigued right off the bat because i am a fan of gilliam i like brazil i like 12 monkeys i like uh fisher king i I was sort of uh, i was like okay i'm gonna give it a chance and obviously we have to talk about it for the podcast so i had to watch it but if if i was just watching it regularly i probably would have turned it off right away um because i was just like okay like i get it gilliam you're talking about the future all these parents they're all into the uh you know all the new stuff they have the new toasters and the microwaves and the kitchens that do all the stuff for you you know what i mean
1: and they're not, not. You're not your fucking khakis. And they're, not, and they're
0: not worried about their kid, you know. And the kid wants to learn about history, but they're worried about the future. I get it, Gilliam. Come on, all right. Yeah. Then the kid goes to sleep, and then a horse comes through his. A horse and a knight come through his. Uh, his closet. Yeah. And so to me, I was like, okay, because that's that's kind of you know if if you watch Gilliam stuff, that's sort of kind of classic classic Gilliam, mm-hmm. you know, because. He does that in The Fisher King. Robin Williams uh, plays sort of a homeless man who's sort of oh, uh, yeah, and he sees yeah. a knight. He sees a lot of stuff like that, and he kind of tries to be a knight himself. He, he kind of plays around with, like, that stuff. And also, you know, if you know who Gilliam is, he's from Monty Python, and he also likes to kind of uh, skew history, you mm-hmm. know, because that's what they do. You know, in, in History of the World, or no, what, what is it called? Um, not History of the World. The Life of Brian, and then... Um, Holy Grail. Oh, Holy Grail, yeah, right. that's what it's called. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of the name. Of it. But both of them like are pretty much like making fun of, you know, like one is the Bible, the other one is just like medieval times, like history, all mm-hmm. that stuff like that. So yeah. you know, it's it's sort of it it, become, it starts to become kind of classic Gillian Gilliam? Gilliam Gilliam. And uh so I was like into it. Um I started to get into it because you know, once the um the you know, the main cast of characters show up, the little thieves. Um, I I was like, okay, like I don't know, it started to become interesting. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have been wanting to watch this movie uh for a while, but I, yeah, I've been kind of scared too because I thought it would just be like kind of a chore to watch. But once I put it on, I was kind of already, I was like into it immediately. You know, like it doesn't really give you too much to like, you know, like backstory or like you know, just it kind of sets it up real quick. And if you're not watching, you'll you'll miss it. You know, like. And that's kind of maybe the trouble with it. I mean, not the trouble with it, but just like, obviously you're not paying attention. It's, you're going to miss it really Oh, I was paying attention. Yeah. But I mean, (laughs) mean, and you got, you got it, but I mean. No, yeah, yeah, I got it. But it was like, for anyone else, like it it might kind of like, just like, you know, just go over your head immediately. It just
0: took a minute for me to get into what was going on. Because it doesn't
1: like, it doesn't take it, like, it doesn't like really take its time to establish things. It kind of just gets right into the story sort of, like, you know, like. You know, like this kid is like, you can obviously see that the parents are like schlubs and they're just like, you know, like, um, you know, uh, just like, you know, like uh, like hypnotized by the television and products and things they need to buy, like, like keeping up with the Joneses, that kind of whole saying and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And they're not worried about anything else. You know, they're just like automatons or whatever. Like, you know, when you see in a Repo Man, his parents are just like, you know, just glued to the TV and stuff and, like, not really paying attention to their son or anything like that. Or if they are, it's just, like, it's... Or if they do notice their son, it's, like, an annoyance, you know? And it's always, like, a hindrance on whatever they're really not doing, you know? Right, it's just yeah. Just taking care of them and just, like, kind of, like, shutting their brains off pretty much. And then, it, yeah, it's funny that, the the kid, Kevin, is more, like, intrigued by, like, you know, learning from the past and, like, you know... And trying to tell his dad these, like, you know, these factoids. Oh, they had to learn, like, 47 different ways to fight or, like, protect themselves. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much mean, like, yeah, you're a lazy ass. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: they used to have to, like, fend for themselves back in the day. And you just sit here and hope that a toaster does everything for you or whatever. Yeah.
1: And it does almost.
0: Yeah, almost. Or the kitchen, the whole kitchen, right? It does, like, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and then... Another thing, you know, that another thing that I really wanted to bring up about this film, and and also the you know the film we're going to talk about later, is how nice it just sort of is to sort and, and you know I'm not begging on anyone who you know who took part in making Shang chi you know that Marvel movie because I mean you know they got paid and they're fine and they're going to be fine but <laughs> like the you know it, it's just sort of nice to see the kind of um, practical effects and things yeah. that really feel like that's what it is. You know, when you watch something like Shang-Chi, it's just, anytime they're in some sort of world, whether, uh, you know, it's, um, uh, you know, whether they're in a forest or whether they are in uh, some fantastical, like, layer somewhere, it's all uh, blue screen or green screen. You know what I mean? And none of it is, is something that you can actually feel or walk on. It all feels fake. And here... All the practical effects, everything—it feels very lived in. You know, mm-hmm. everyone feels dirty. Everyone feels gross. The costumes feel like they're not just from yeah, the, the costume department. Well, you where, know?
1: where the actors aren't like you know, like uh, faking interacting with like you know, like a structure or something like right, that, or like right. you know, obviously in time Band, it's there it's there somehow. Yeah, everything's like, there. You know, yeah, like, yeah,
0: it, it's all practical in some sort of way. You yeah. know, and and you know, again, <laughs> this is just me being an old man yelling at the CGI cloud. <laughs> but but you know what i mean like I, it serves its purpose fine for certain things but it's just kind of nice to see films where they they really had to kind of do those things especially um the the scene uh when the the, the they first appear in his room uh the bandits the time bandits themselves yeah. and they start pushing the wall you know and the wall starts to move and he's like oh, oh that was done. really cool yeah, yeah and the kids like it's never done that before yeah. <laughs> and then after they're just like pushing it to get out because the the supreme beans like, coming after them yeah. or whatever and
1: i thought that was just and that's great where the the hole in the time fabric is, you know, right. it's in his room right there. That's why, that's why things keep on coming through. And, uh, the, these little, uh, dwarves, they like, just call them the time bandits, the time bandits. They like, you know, they procured this, uh, this map, you know, and they're going to, obviously I read it. They're going to steal like things to become rich and stuff. Right. And the kid thinks like, he doesn't know who they are and they don't know because they're all through like out time and stuff like that. And that, that was really cool. That was a cool effect. I mean, that, has probably, like, you know, it's, like, simple and easy, but it works, you know? Like, it just, like, how the wall is right. going in. Like, it's, like, that, a weird funhouse thing, you know?
0: Yeah, and that matters, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, to see something like that where it's really, like, a practical thing and you see them pushing it and it looks like they're struggling to push it. They're yeah. falling over, you know what I mean? Trying to push it. It, it feels it just feels better than scenes like a. Bunch and there's a really CGI, good joke
1: with that too when they're pushing it like they keep on trying he's like oh listen to me on three like oh know? yeah and they just keep pushing it and he's like he's all two or three and he like you know um and but we he, say, he says three they push it on three like yeah. it, they're not ready or whatever
0: yeah they don't know like what he means he's yeah. oh, on three so what is it on one or three so oh, when has it ever been on three and uh, no when has it ever been on one it's yeah. on three and then yeah they, they push, push yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of good jokes in here and um a there was like a lot of I guess quotable things too, like uh uh stuff like that. Like especially the one that really stood out to me was uh, when he's talking about how they're talking about there's no leaders, you know? And he tells him uh he tells him he's like, Where did I tell you? He's like, You want to lead? He's like, No He's like I thought we were having no leaders. Exactly. So shut up and listen to me. <laughs> <you> yeah. <know. laughs> yeah. yeah, shut up and do as I say.
0: Yeah. yeah, that yeah, there was a lot of little funny things. It's one of those things that I think we always kind of say that if, I think if we would have saw when we were younger, like when it came out, yeah. or like around that time, that it'd probably be like one of those classic things for us. We would probably mm-hmm. would have watched it all the time. Yeah. I mean, maybe we would. Maybe at that time there wasn't really access to it. That's why you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Like you couldn't just watch it. It wasn't always just playing like something like He Man, you know, Masters of the Universe does.
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just missed this one as a kid and yeah. stuff like that. And and it has like that that like you know that eighties like seventies element where like. You know, uh, kids, like, adventure films really have, like, a weird darkness to them. Like, yeah. you know, just, like... Uh, like it a, feels scary yeah. for a kid. Yeah. yeah, and they're, like, you know, as stupid as... I hate when people say this, but there's, like, stakes or something, you know? Like, you really feel like... I was, like... I had no idea where the film was going, like, the whole time, you know? Like, what was going to happen? I kind of knew that they were dropping in on, like, you know, historical events. Almost, you know, but it was never... I didn't know which ones or, like, what... How they would like react to them you know yeah i
0: thought that was kind of cool that uh, that was one thing i did actually like about it they don't really tell you that there's like a bad guy till kind of a while in like you think the supreme being is what they're gonna have to worry about yeah it's a
1: bad guy yeah right
0: but it ends up being evil genius i think yeah evil genius yeah. yeah and that doesn't really show up until like a while in um, yeah, they show, well, I guess, stu- I guess it, not no, a well sh- in, I guess it's pretty quick. Cause sh- that's, that's right when they end up in the forest, like with Robin hood. Yeah. yeah. And
1: they're like chasing after or like, they're doing something, you know? Right. And that's
0: the first time they go. Th- Actually that. Like, yeah. Yeah. never mind. It is pretty quick, but either way, I just like that. That was, um, like a thing. Like that was, that became- I didn't know who
1: was who, like, you know, I didn't get it. Like. There's the supreme being and then evil genius, you know. Oh, friendly. I mean,
0: I, I understood that there were two different things, mm-hmm. so that's why I, I just sort of liked that there was something else, where it was, like, this evil yeah. guy who just looked like he was in Masters of the Universe, <laughs> or, all those, yeah, exactly. or like, all those movies that are or like that. like, Dune, that, you or, know? like, whatever,
1: like, right. these weird, like, yeah, medieval things and stuff
0: Very like that. Star Wars as well, in a lot of ways, And you it know? looked like
1: a Dark City, too, a little Dark bit, City. like, you know, yeah. like, how the... One of the guys kind of looks like that, I feel like. Which,
0: again, is is great. Yeah. Because it gives it, like, a feeling. Whereas, you know, nowadays, that scene where it shows the evil genius guy and they're Mm -hmm. in their little lair, all that stuff that would have been on all of them would have been CGI.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it would have looked way too clean and, like, way too, like, yeah, everything would have looked, like, pristine and, like... Over cinematic, you know, like where it's just like yeah, overproduced and like there's like just too much money in this film where like everything just starts to look gross, like like garbage almost, and like right, like just like uh, like the same shade or whatever, you know, the same
0: shade. Yeah, there's no like uh, dimension to it at all. It just feels you you just feel that someone's just standing on a green screen or blue screen or whatever the case may be. And yeah, this here, you know, right off the bat once those, you know, once the time bandits come rolling out the closet it feels real it feels yeah. like they're in his room it doesn't feel like some cgi like closet it they're, they're what they're wearing <laughs> Yeah they really in. packed them in there Yeah, and <laughs> let fall out. yeah. like, like and a what, bunch of clowns and then know? what they're wearing is you know worn you know what i mean like it, Yeah it's and never, it's all over the place it's yes. not just
1: like from like oh that like it puts them in a like certain era or time you know where they're from it's like from yes. like all and, this stuff going and on And if it
0: was made right now all their what they would have been wearing would have all looked exactly the same they would have all had stuff. They would, would have, have looked like the that. new
1: Ninja Turtles films, like you know, where it just looks like yeah, like garbage. You know, it right. yes. like it I would know, have looked yeah. really bad. Yeah,
0: yeah, and unfortunately, you know, and and you know, because they use you know the little people for the roles, which is good because I think these are actually interesting roles for them to play, as opposed to them just playing, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's the, never a joke either it's they're not. just they're they're just these people you yeah. know like mm-hmm. it's from a different like time or whatever it's right. never yeah like, yeah like other they're being them being small or you know little people is never like really brought to your attention other than like oh like when they first see kevin and like right. they think that, he's big you know? that he's bigger yeah, yeah. but and even
0: th- then yeah when like when they get captured and stuff they don't like they don't back down you know what yeah. i mean like they're just like yeah we're as tough as you guys like you yeah. know it's never made a thing even with them like yeah. the bad guys never make it thing that they're like small. Yeah, they never. I like, mean, I do call uh, them little man sometimes, but but it's they don't never... really bring
1: like attention to it as right. like you know, like something another movie would or like a lesser one would or or anyone you know, like would would really make that the butt of the joke of them being small. Yes, you
0: know? yeah, and I was yeah, I was saying, I was saying like because unfortunately that because they are the main. You know they're the main characters. It's like hard to like kind of sell this movie. I imagine like especially in that time. Yeah. Like it's, I mean maybe as a kids movie, but at the same time it's it probably was even hard to sell as that mm-hmm. uh, because it was kind of dark and I, you know again a lot of kids movies are, but it probably was because it wasn't under a Disney label or because it wasn't under a label that you know yeah. made kids movies. Um, but it's it just uh, I guess that's why they threw in Sean Connery and. Uh, Uh, Well, I guess he's the only one who's pretty much...
1: Yeah, and he's barely in it. You know, it's like he has like a really small part. I
0: mean, Shelley Duvall, I'm sure. But yeah, like their parts are very small and kind of insignificant in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, Sean Connery brings a lot of charm don't get me wrong he, he's taking this very seriously yeah. uh, that role which i kind of liked i like that yeah little he scene. didn't really
1: feel like sean connery in the way that you feel like you know think of him as james bond or like the guy from the rock you know like, right where he's just really like, arr, arr, like <laughs> you know like just like making that voice that sean connery voice you know you like, yeah yeah
0: he was extremely charming <laughs> and like he was like uh he was
1: talking clearly <laughs> yeah he
0: felt it felt like he really cared about whatever role he was He yeah. he's playing some historical figure yeah. and um yeah, so th- I thought that was just... Uh, that's another thing that I think uh, is kind of a uh, a merit for the the movie. Mm-hmm. Is that it's able to carry, carry your attention in that way. Where it doesn't need anybody. Because even the little kid himself, you know. Don't get me wrong. Kevin is kind of boring. He's
1: boring. Yeah, he's just kind of there. Sort yeah. Of. yeah, the I, time I, bandits
0: are more I, interesting I, to watch. And you want to watch them. You know, you want to follow what they're well, doing.
1: That was kind of one of the things too. That it really doesn't establish all of them like... It doesn't really give them that moment where like, oh, this is you know, this is Randall, this is fidget, this is like it's all kinda like just jumbled, you know, like it just For sure you kinda just have to like you know, like go along with it and you'll figure it out later. But you it's kinda hard to sometimes, you know, like I mean, yeah, they don't really give everyone. Distinguish them like you know, like certain personalities, like how stupid, like you know, like Snow White is like, you know, and the seven dwarves, they're like you know, they're all they're all named like, you know, their thing, you know, like Sleepy Sneezy, you know, like these guys aren't just that, you know they're not just like one thing no, no yeah, you know what, what I saying, saying yeah. you know? no
0: for sure, yeah and but I yeah it, it is more a movie that's concerned about just the plot itself and yeah. just showing you that them jumping through time and dealing with those certain situations, you know what I mean yeah getting into getting mixed up on the Titanic or ruffling about with yeah. Robin Hood <laughs> 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 these wacky yeah. time bandits yeah. they're crazy yeah they're all over history. <laughs> <laughs> it it has like a there's one point where the villain we were talking about this earlier where the villain he uh he brings up the fact that um you know that the supreme being who's a, you know pretty much god mm-hmm. doesn't care about like technology he doesn't know what a mac computer is mm-hmm. he doesn't know what these things are and that that's the perfect thing to for evil to like figure out right yeah and it's like a pretty interesting thing for that time for him to bring up unfortunately it never comes up ever again it just comes up in that little section yeah i don't he, really like kind well, of the
1: supreme being is like really trying like they show him tr- kind of trying to understand technology but he's really giving it no effort like he just asked his like little minion guy like oh what does a computer do like and it's like right. kind of totally wrong what his like explanation is like oh it's a calculating blah, blah machine but have to tell a computer to do things to do it you know There's right no, like, yeah yeah ai or whatever it just yeah, doesn't do yeah. it yeah yeah
0: yeah and i just thought that was <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's like the whole movie too is like everything is kind of like just it's not really hitting hard on these points or the things that they're establishing that like i don't know the film is just more just the adventure and stuff like that right, and it's right. not like you know because obviously like you know it's good and evil like there's no real like right. they don't yeah they don't supreme being and like evil genius like that's as far as they go with the you know like the explanation of of what this is you know like yeah and you really I don't just, need the like that deeper explanation like well, good of, and evil, of course you know? I,
0: I just really like that idea of that when they say that because especially for a film for that time yeah of that like you know him talking about like oh, all i gotta do is like get on the internet and like <laughs> our evil will like prevail and yeah. he's right like that's absolutely yeah, that's, yeah. that's just a funny prediction to have it's just funny that it didn't really go deeper into it mm-hmm. uh, but i just thought that was just like um i just like that part because of that but you're right it doesn't need to go into that because it is just the adventure aspect of it it literally mm-hmm. is just about the little kid yeah. kind of jumping through time with the time bandits and having a grand old time at the old pub. Yeah, and that's and having a pint of ale.
1: And the place that he wants to stay is like the least, like, uh, you know, like, really with like, a, like, place without any technology. You know, like I don't, I forget what time. I don't even know what time it is. Really, like it's just like. With Sean, yeah, Sean yeah, Connery, yeah, the Sean Connery, yeah, where it's just kind of there. It looks almost like I don't know biblical times. I don't know, like yeah, it's,
0: it's like in Egypt, right, or something like that. Yeah, it or, looks like I don't know. it somewhere. I don't
1: know. But he's uh, he's just
0: into it because Sean Connery's treating him nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, someone's paying attention to him. And, yeah, but you don't want and to be him. And, you don't want to be sun a sun
0: in that kind of atmosphere, like in that or in that kind of climate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not only you're gonna have to like have a bride like right then and
1: there. Well, you're gonna probably. be have to defending your throne like how exactly. he, like when he first meets Sean Connery, he's like defending yeah. like this guy from like their their city or town or whatever it is. You know exactly. Like you got throne. People, like, you know people.
0: You got to like kill people. Yeah, you got to do all kinds of horrendous things. Yeah, and he, I don't think he it's realized barbaric. That. Yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah, we don't you don't realize that, but I mean, I mean, it's almost just as barbaric as like you know just being overtaken by like technology you know
0: damn gilliam over here <laughs>
1: you know the real barbarians <laughs> technology <laughs> us falling stupidly over them, you know and like depending no yeah on yeah these for sure absolutely
0: it, it's yeah. it's um it, it doesn't make you any stronger that's for sure yeah. it doesn't teach uh, you anything really i mean we have the all this information at, at our disposal and we've learned nothing and we're absolutely it's just nothing. so stupid yeah we're stupider <laughs> yeah stupider than ever because we listen to the stuff that's not real information. Yeah. <laughs> listen to idiots on podcasts like this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've got, <clears throat> we may not have, um, you know, degrees in film, but we were appointed by the Criterion Collection. So that's all you need to know. And Time Bandits, let's do final thoughts, Mondo. Mm-hmm. My anyway. final thoughts for the Bandits um, is that I did enjoy it. It is a film that I wish that I saw when I was younger because I think I would have appreciated it a lot more seeing it now. I can appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate all the practical effects. It was just really refreshing to see that, uh, especially because of the way Terry Gilliam films his stuff, it's very cartoonish. Um, he likes to do like all these kind of zany close-ups that feel very much like it's, uh, you know, it-, it gives it a sense of dread and like, like you can see their faces. It-, it just feels real and it just feels nice to see that. Because no one makes movies like this anymore. Yeah. Everything—if If it is a kid's movie, even, they don't use practical effects. Everything's CGI. It's gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> Listen, stop doing it. Just stop. Let these people who know how to make great practical effects do their thing. Because I'd like to get a time bandit, go back in time, and stop people from figuring out CGI. Or at least the insane CGI that takes over everything. You know what I mean? Let's go back to the Spielberg days, baby, the Jurassic Park days. <laughs> Is anyone listening to me? <laughs> Somebody call me. I'll let you I'll, I'll let you know what's up. So I'm going to give because Time Bandits um the Time Bandits themselves uh the group of guys and Sean Connery's just charm. Uh, I'm going to give it I before it was like a two uh it was a two bandit film for me, but I'm going to really? give it yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it a 3. I'm going to give okay. it a 3. Okay, and this is also a, a zero out of five, in case anyone forgot. Mm-hmm. So the, I'm giving it a three. Three bandits, you know, no, 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 three Sean Connerys. So that it's a little, it's a little thicker, a little thicker yeah. of a three. <laughs> <laughs> Your last thoughts, Mondo?
1: Yeah, I definitely. Wish I saw it when I was younger. I would, I would like. I think I really would have enjoyed it, or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I get, I just get it now because I'm older or something. You know, I see like, I can appreciate like the the hard work that went into the practical effects and like um i don't know and yeah when i was watching it the whole time it felt like you know like of that time where like those kids movies really felt um you know felt like uh not like kids movies they felt adult you know like not that i knew that that was at the time but it just felt uh, you know treated with like you know like a, a real eye a real care a real like you know someone was really, like really making something yeah, and not just pandering to kids you know right you
0: didn't feel like you were watching something you were you were watching something that like felt adult like yeah. you when you were a kid and it didn't feel like your your mom should be watching it with you because you're yeah. like oh like this is kind of you know it's a yeah. little dark mom yeah. go go in the room
1: yeah you know and it just like it yeah it was just really fun to go through all these times and like you know that 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 just like is a fun element and it would have um i don't know just it was just a fun movie to watch and i was all in and i i don't
0: i don't want that surprising to me i thought you were gonna like not like it that's, really i mean it's good surprising i just i don't know for some reason i thought you were gonna be like ah, it was a slog to get through i was waiting to hear you i say was that.
1: i was thinking it was gonna be a slog that's why i was kind of afraid to watch it but i had been wanting to watch it i almost i've almost bought it like a few times you know but i just put it back you know because i don't like because i've here. never really seen yeah anyone talk about it or you know i think my i don't know but yeah
0: it's it's always on like a lot of people's uh, you know how they do the your top 10 criterions that they ask a lot of people to mm-hmm. do um that they write like a little blurb about them or whatever yeah. it's always like in a lot of people so that's why I, I, me too i wanted to buy it a bunch yeah. of times especially during the sales uh, yeah. i wanted to get it but then i would just kind of go with something else because again i i I, I i honestly once was gonna get it but then i got brazil instead mm. and um, i think that's was a better choice in my opinion but yeah, yeah
1: i just don't yeah i don't really know anyone that's seen it or anyone like i don't know even random people online mention it really or even see any clips or anything from it you know there's no like yeah that's true you know it's just yeah. one of those things so i didn't know like but i had been wanting to watch it and i'm i'm glad i finally watched it and got into it and was like really like intrigued right away like i was like really like brought into the film like you know like quick you know like it just like i was just ready for the ride and stuff like that i mean it got a little bit slow when like goes the sean connery part like just like a t- like a tad bit but not really you know that's just like being nitpicky to say something bad about i don't know, just say something about this film other than i really liked it you know but i okay. I, gave- I gave it three and a half time bandits Nice.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, obviously, it, it, yeah, it took... I should probably watch it again, and I will, because it's just on the Criterion channel. You know, yeah. it's available there. You can watch it with commentary, too, as well. Yes. So please subscribe and uh, let, tell them that we sent you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but, I, yeah, I just really like that, again, just seeing it was just refreshing to see, like, the chaos of, like, actual, like, extras and things mm-hmm. like that. When people falling over each other and just, like, you know... Like, just, like, the muck of, like, a horse looking like it's going to kick somebody. Like, it could kick somebody or run somebody over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's always fun to see in movies because, you know, you don't get that a lot too much. Yeah, and
1: all the Time Bandits were really fun to watch and, like, you know, like, really be, like, uh, I don't know, really, like, interacting with, like, you know, like, their environment and stuff. And, like, when they turn, I forget who they turn into the pig and that's, like, really funny, you know, like, I felt that's, like, a that could have been, like, extended more where he's like a pig for longer and they really like dealing with him being a pig and stuff you know like it's uh,
0: og. Og uh, turns yeah. into a og yeah yeah
1: and it's really funny to see and when they change him back and he's still like on four legs do it like what like yeah going, you know
0: i actually thought they called him hog yeah yeah, okay. yeah it is until it, it says og. Hog, yeah 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 but yeah, no, that part was really good, especially the effects of that. Yeah. When he's standing looked, up, right? Yeah. yeah, with the pig head. It's
1: funny, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. All that stuff was really good. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to inch mine up. I'm going <laughs> to give it a three and a half. Okay? <laughs> All right, good. All right, I'm, I'm going with you because you're right. Because I, I, I didn't have as much fun as you with it at first. I did have fun with it at parts. But I think, I think I'm think I going to have to give it another try, give, another, give, an, give her another go. Mm-hmm. Just jump on the time band, it's back and see where they take me.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I mean, everyone watch it. I mean, it's yeah, fun. no, I, I would certainly it's recommend it either film way. Room. Yeah, for anyone, it's, I it's, think I know? would
0: say show it to your kids. Yeah, you got kids, you want to show them like a little fun kind of uh, caper, time caper. You know, it's got a little, it's got little hints of um, Bill and Ted. I say that because of Napoleon.
1: Uh, well, and just them traveling through time, different yeah, periods of time. You know, yeah, I was gonna, gonna got, say that earlier. I was like, oh shit, it's like fucking Bill and Ted.
0: Yeah. You know? And also, like, you know, it's got that kind of never-ending story kind of vibe where it feels like he goes into, mm-hmm. like, you know, a book or something. Yeah, and,
1: like, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Lion, you know? Witch, in the
0: Wardrobe. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's got, like, some good comedy for the adults. Yeah. It's got some wacky stuff for the kids.
1: Uh, <laughs> tell them I sent you. <laughs> uh,
0: tell your kids Jordan said to watch Time Bandits.
1: But yeah, we're going to jump through the fabric of time into another film, Jordan.
0: S- Damn. Masters of the Universe, not Masturbators of the Pooniverse. Gotcha. Yeah. Watch the wrong one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, this Masters of the Universe is from 1987, Jordan. And a battle of Eternia in the aftermath of Skeletor's war on Castle Greyskull, which he has won after seizing Greyskull and the surrounding city using a cos- cosmic key developed by the locksmith Gwildor. Hmm. The sorceress is now Skeletor's prisoner and begins to drain her life force as he... W- as he waits for the moon of Eternia to align with the great eye of the universe that will bestow godlike power upon him. Mm. Same synopsis, though. Yeah, for, uh, like Rest. there's a lot of there's a lot of parallels to. Uh, I mean, again, masturbators of the Universe. <laughs>
0: is is a, a it is a parody of Masters of the Universe. So of mm. course, it would have the same plot point. so yeah. that makes sense.
1: No, but who's uh, in this? <laughs> but a lot of things, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> who's in this? Uh, we got. Uh, Strong Man himself, Adolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor, Meg Foster as Evil Lynn, Billy Bartley as Gwildor, Courtney Cox as Julie uh, Winston, Robert McNeil as Kevin, and then we have James Tolkien as Detective Lubbock. And this was directed by uh, Gary Goddard. This is uh, his first film. And only... Uh, I think, I want to say he did one more, but maybe Mm. not. A lot more TV or whatever, okay. but he might have done one more film, and then uh writer David Odell, and then Andy Coates was the editor, and if you don't know that name, she edited the film Lawrence of Arabia.
0: Oh wow! You know? Okay.
1: And the composer of this film—it's not a uh, John Williams, which you might be mistaken by because of the beginning of the film. Seems like how they much, stole it. And they how much it, they sister. stole the? Well, yeah, definitely like certain kind of melody of it, and. The beginning of the first Superman film with uh, Christopher Reeves—it okay. has that like, you know, that like a uh, that light stuff kind of like in the it does in the universe. Like, it starts off like that with that kind of mm-hmm. like epic score. But uh, Bill Conti is uh, no uh, stranger to classic themes because he's the composer of Rocky.
0: Oh, as classic as it gets. Yeah. What I mean, do you steal for that one, you <laughs> schmuck? <laughs> okay, so, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, no, no. That, yeah, that, that's... Uh, Those are some big I'm, things. I'm sure they probably told him, hey, it's got to sound like... Make it sound like John Williams. Yeah, they want an epic, like, yeah, you know, super... Yeah, do it like that. I mean, and, even... And, re- you know, he, I know he was on the sauce at the time, Yeah, you know. Someone I, was on the I, sauce. I don't know. That's I, Please don't print that.
1: Everyone on the '80s every, in the 80s was on something, you know?
0: Yeah, and by sauce, I mean cocaine.
1: but yeah so obviously masters of the universe is definitely a huge nostalgia thing for me you know like it was like it always just kind of uh uh me you know it was always on for some reason i always got I, i remember watching a lot as a kid and and really enjoying it and not ever thinking it was boring even though i think when it came out a lot of people thought it was boring you know like just because it's not the he-man they know from the cartoon you know and i never really watched the cartoon i didn't grow up on the cartoon i grew up on this film you know mm-hmm. and
0: you grew up on on london's
1: pecs. yeah <laughs> yeah and rocky uh four you know absolutely like, you know and he did this movie after rocky the crushing russian or what's his name <laughs> uh, i don't know the russian I forget. The Russian Stallion? I don't know.
0: <laughs> but, it should be the Crush in Russian if it's not, by the way, Stallone. Anyway. I forget. I forget sorry.
1: I forget what it is. But, yeah. So, I mean, bringing this to the Criterion Collection is, I mean, it's, I understand why people might be scoff at it when they see, like, oh, Masters of the Universe, like, well, like, you know, this is a, like, I remember this film there being this scoffers. and... and just being like really like trash you know like and it like you know it has all those things behind it kind of because it's uh what is it like a orion like they're like the kind of that weird uh a film company where they're just trying to push out things you know like where it's like that 80s boom you know where they're just trying to get movies in the video stores for people to rent them and make money off the rentals you know so it could it could be that but i mean re-watching it uh with like you know adult eyes and not just nostalgia over like overpowering my view of of the film like i really see like all like the elements of like how it could have been like that garbage like you know like really like on a shoestring budget of like a roger Corman film and really kind of just trying to push out a film to make money you know not really Mm -hmm. not really anything behind the film like you know just getting bad actors uh getting like a director that just Just for hire, you know, like and all these things kind of like working under the gun, you know, just to push this thing out and like, just like how like, you know, like, like Masters of Universe and He-Man, like the whole like, it's just to make money. Like the toys were just to make money. Like they made a cartoon. It's like, you know, like, oh, we all know this. It's a long a toy commercial pretty much for right. all yeah. these toys. It's, you know, it's, it's to sell toys.
0: Yeah, it's silly. It's just literally just to see the characters moving around and saying things. So yeah. kids can see that, yeah.
1: And then obviously this movie, like, obviously, like, in the 80s, they couldn't really make Masters of the Universe as you, like, would think they would make it, you know, where it's on this, like, other, like, you know, other worldly place in the universe and stuff like that. And really right. having these characters, like, really, like, you know, like, be there and like it would just be way too expensive and like the means would kind of like you know outweigh the I guess the the gains I guess you know almost and and what re like I said rewatching it you really see like uh Gary Godard like he's he really has something behind the camera and really is really is caring about this film and trying to make it as you know fantastical and like not so like uh born like uh like just like kind of playing and stuff like that he's really like putting like you know like th- uh things in front of you to like get your attention and like you know for like this whole like fish out of water film what what it kind of is is like he-man being on earth you know and the, like you know for them being from Skull obviously it really like shows that like you know it's gary like really explains it as like a hyper real life you know like it's not obviously it's it's our world but it's kind of like in shown in like a hyper real way you know to really get your attention and really make it dramatic and and showy and like you know like and really show off these characters and people and the actors and like and that's another thing the acting is really i think is really great in this film like as much as as much as you don't like get he-man and stuff like you know but Franklin Jella like is really like putting everything for like like he really makes a great like bad guy and like sure, villain, yeah. and he he really feels. I, I I always thought he was interesting and like you know like as much as like I like T Man as a kid, I always really liked you know Skeletor. You know like he really like makes this bad guy like you know just as cool as like Darth Vader or somebody like that. You know, and just the way he looks like in his costumes and stuff is like he looks great. I don't know. Like it. Just, yeah.
0: No, he does. Um. That that's another thing. Again, what I talked about with time bandits. It was also refreshing to see uh, the practical <clears throat> effects and the practical makeup and stuff that they use because Skeletor does look great. It, um, the, the way that they do that because it looks, you know, the way that it moves with him and everything. Mm. And sure, you know, it doesn't look exactly like it's like... Like some, a skull. Like but, a skull. But you but get it, that. And... Yeah, you get the sense of what it is and, and, it, yeah, and it works. And even all the, like, uh, the you know, the little uh, mercenaries that he has mm. on the side, like all the little, you know, the lizard guy and then the... The um, which, you know, which is kind of, you know, I mean, one thing that I noticed from this film is how it is pretty much an allegory for, you know, you, uh, Repu- I mean, Skelet- <laughs> Skeletor is Mitch McConnell and all those, all, all those mercenaries are just a Republican Party. And, you know, and He-Man represents the, you know, a real man, real men, real leftist man. He represents me. I look like I am He-Man. I look like that. I feel like that. I am like that. You know, he loves women. He loves the, the the Empress, the one who's getting her power drained or whatever. What's, yeah. who is she? That's what she is? Yeah,
1: she's the Empress, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's like there for her. He's like, I'm gonna protect her, I'm not gonna leave her. And Scalator is just being Mitch McConnell trying to take away her rights. A um, women's
1: rights. Her life force. Yeah,
0: her rights. Yeah. And he man's like, Nope, not gonna let that crack. I've got a woman on my team. I've got this old man on my team. Mm-hmm. He's down for like you know, he's not he does he's not ageist. Yeah. He's not sexist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it really, it has a, it has a great message in that sense, but not for real. But I mean, you know, you kind of can look at it that way.
1: <laughs> you can, it's just a good and evil thing, you yeah, know, you
0: know, especially when you're high as hell and you're just sitting back here in your room and watching a movie like exactly. this, you're just like, well, that yeah, makes sense.
1: That's another cool thing is the, the mercenaries that Skeletor has, You're it like totally reminds me of like, you know, how cool, like, um. All that stuff is, you know, especially, like, you know, like, in Empire Strikes Back, they introduce, like, the Mercenaries and, and, like, one of them is Boba Fett, and there's, like, the other guys that they don't really, really, like, show any story behind them, but this one they show a little more, like, you know, not as much as you'd like, but... Even in um like uh, Infinity War when they have those mercenaries of uh, yeah of I mean what's his name uh, oh right uh, Thanos is, Thanos uh, is his like, children like, and his yeah, homies yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, this one I, I will t- I'll tell you this in, in with these mercenaries it was kind of cool to kind of see the different ones right like the blade guy it's yeah. the, the lizard dude the big um kind of yeah the uh, wolf man guy the wolf kind of monkey big and then guy that lizard and then the and, lizard with the big white hair and the little
1: guy the Krog or whatever his name is Karg right. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and so it was kind of cool, like when they all get together. It's like these are the best of the best. We're sending mm-hmm. them there, and then they couldn't even kill Courtney Cox.
1: Well, because He Man was on there, on her side. You no, know?
0: but when they find her at the school, like before He Man mm-hmm. even shows up. Oh, yeah, she went- escapes. Yeah, she's able to outrun all their their stupid but shit. But yeah,
1: she she was maneuvering, she was shifting. You know, it's it's I a, mean. Come it's on, it's a fantasy story. I know. she can't just die.
0: I know. Oh no, of course she could have, mm-hmm. but. No, but I'm saying like, you know, it's once I saw that, you know, with again, cuz you were watching it with adult eyes, I was still watching it with little kid eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and what I saw there, I was like, look. I was like, if they if, you know, if they can't kill Courtney Cox, and how are they going to kill He-Man? Yeah. Obviously He-Man is going to is going to mess them up. Yeah. But I'm just that's kind of just a little nitpick thing. It's not really that big of a deal. I but again, I bring those guys up like, you know, yeah. like you we're saying because I did like the practical effects of them, like the look of them, the way that that feels The way they, like, literally, you know, they just have, like, you know, these, like, actual practical, like, weapons on them that they, like, throw around and stuff Mm -hmm. like that.
1: It's, yeah, nothing... It's not fake, like, looking at all, like, you know? Right. And, I mean...
0: It feels a little less dangerous than Time Bandits. Yeah, definitely. um, But, like you said, it does does feel more... Fantastical. It feels more um, lighthearted, not so dark, yeah, not definitely. as dark as, like, a it Time It doesn't Bandit.
1: have that uh, UK sense of humor where it's really right. uh, yeah. drab and kind of, like, really cynical. Yes. Because, like, you know, in Time Bandits, like, his parents are, like... Um, yeah how they're just like you know like automatons for like products and consumerism and all that and technology and stuff and then her and then in masters of the universe courtney Cox's parents died in a plane crash and stuff like that and like you know the ending is that like she gets to go back in time and like kind of fix that and this one and in uh, Time Bandits, Kevin, like, his parents die, you know? And he's yeah, just left alone. Spoiler and, alert. And, his you know, uh, parents blow up. <laughs> yeah. And, the, you know, like, and that's the cynical part of it where, it's yeah. like, you know, obviously, like, there's always a happy ending in American films, you know, like, and stuff like that. And just, like, you know, them going through time and just, like, the, you know... But, yeah, like... But Masters of the Universe, like, I, I really think, like, I mean... I don't know it could like it just it's so because like it feels like all like the odds were against it to just be like a really bad film and just be like you know on top of the garbage heap that all those like movies came out under and like we're just trying to make money but i and it really shows like the time of the movie industry how like you know like it feels like almost everyone can make a movie and how all these there's a lot of films that were just kind of garbage and like you know people kind of look at them fondly now because of how funny and kind of like you know like the work that went behind them but it's kind of like in a you know like ironic way and stuff and i don't like feel ironic about masters of the universe where it could have been definitely that and like i was saying it just shows the time of the movie industry where everyone's just trying to like make a quick buck you know from the video store and stuff like that and masters of the universe like really shines above the heap of all that stuff you know
0: yeah, yeah I'm mean, yeah, okay. I, I can certainly see that again because you know my story with it is that look, I grew up watching this almost every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd watch. I had it yeah. on VHS. Yeah. I'd watch it all the time. You know, me and my me and cu- me and my cousins threw it on all the time. Uh, he Man yeah. was just a staple in the house, or well, at least the movie. We didn't watch the cartoon or anything. knew nothing about the cartoon. Just knew yeah. we had the toys, but also yeah. we just had the movie. You know, mm. I will say not having seen it. In quite some time, you know, you gave me the Blu-ray, and so I had it, but I hadn't watched it in such a while, in like a pretty long while. Yeah. Throwing it on, I was pretty excited again to see, relieved again to see the practical effects, obviously, because I'm an old man and I want to see that. It makes me happy. <laughs> and it was kind of nice to see something that, again, was, uh, it was nostalgic to me, but yeah. also I did enjoy it. Like, mm. I was able to kind of be like, oh, okay, this is actually like fun to watch. I'm not watching it and being like, oh, like in like pointing out things, you know, not like I'm not like mystery science theater theatering it, you yeah, know, yeah. where I'm just like, ah, this is dumb, this yeah. is dumb. This is why I like it, which is like you said, like why a lot of people like a lot of these older films. Yeah. They bring them back and they get a life because people like make fun of them and they mm. joke about them, you know? Yeah. And that's not. I, I've just never really liked movies like that, you know? I could never like The Room or something like that because mm. I don't... Why would I watch? want to watch something just to make fun of it all the time? You yeah. know what I mean? That just doesn't make sense to me, you yeah. know? if I, It's either I like it or I think it's funny or whatever, you know? And this, it didn't have that... It didn't bring that... It didn't have that at all. Mm-hmm. I was ready for it to be that. I was ready yeah. for me to like... And sure, there are some funny parts, you know? Yeah, definitely. There are some silly parts that happen, but... You know, especially like, you know, if you're like, imagine you're just he- this huge He-Man fan and you're watching this movie and the first time that He-Man meets Skeletor, he walks in and he just says, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> and then Skeletor goes, "Nope, I don't think I will. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in like a menacing way. Yeah. He just goes like, "Nope, I don't think I will. <laughs> and that that's just like a really yeah. funny. But then again, you know, like, show, you, you know, you show me like a clip of the cartoon because it really wasn't something that i watched ever yeah it is silly like that that's the way that scott's <laughs> talks he's not menacing at all yeah there's he's no, just like a nothing, bumbling fool, yeah there's nothing scary you know? about it and so yeah like um scene like you said frank uh langella langella actually like put in the work to make that like a, a serviceable character and a yeah. character that you're just like oh okay like even as a kid you're just like damn that's like the best part of this movie yeah it was literally i mean you know i was a huge uh, what is it I, I was a huge gwildor fan me too i love gwildor i he's mean he's funny. hilarious yeah. he's really funny especially when he's munching on those ribs <laughs> and he's just like oh you showed up at the right time i was gonna share him yeah. with
1: you <laughs> but all just hungry
0: yeah yeah that yeah that's like a really good uh performance as
1: well but that's also a cool thing too is like that whole thing where they do share the food and then uh the older the older guy tells him like you know like oh yeah this is a uh, this is from an animal yeah the like, man you know? at arms and you insane. know and like that just like i never you know i never really thought anything of that you know joke uh when i was a kid obviously because i really didn't get it you know like oh we all eat meat like what like i didn't yeah you know? you were or sure. even that it was a joke you know like yeah but yeah to see now is like oh crazy that's like you know like like that's like like uh, the people from School are advanced, you know, even though it doesn't look like it, but it's sort of it like they are and they aren't, you know, like and that's like an advancement of not eating animals and stuff like that. And that's kind of like a cool thing to show and stuff and like yeah, get from that, it later, like, you know, as an adult.
0: That was like a pretty cool thing to like notice. Now, whereas before when I was younger, I'd you know, I was like, oh, I mean. Yeah. he-man has a laser gun why not like yeah. i don't that doesn't seem strange to me yeah and like every all like uh uh skeletor's like uh troops look like star wars troops why not who cares yeah. you know yeah it
1: just looks cool and but and, now
0: yeah but now it is kind of like cool to see that mixture of it is yeah. kind of like this medieval
1: kind of you know conan yeah, they had the barbarian this like high with, yeah, this high technology but yeah, like yeah. they've been brought down you know like they're like obviously the site society has kind of fallen you know where they still have technology, but they're st- like they're on the like you know barbaric or like Neander like you know like early man like kind of like age sort of you know like where they have to go back and rebuild like they're rebuilding like a uh, gray skull and like obviously uh, Skeletor is trying to bring them down still you know and trying to be the emperor or whatever yeah, you know very Republican like very Mitch <laughs> yeah. McConnell
0: like um, you know which you know makes sense I mean Mister uh, Mister Godard. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Godard. Is he related to Jean-Luc Godard?
1: (laughs) He might be. He was running and gunning. He's he's doing the French New Wave on (laughs) this Masters of the Universe.
0: Well, he had a lot to say, politically. Politically, I think he
1: had a lot to say. And then another thing that I, I, why I wanted to bring this film is because of uh, Jodorowsky's Dune, the the documentary about Alejandro Jodorowsky trying to make Dune. You should have brought that. That's, you know what I mean. Uh But anyway, so when I was watching that, (laughs) you know, when I was watching that documentary, like, you know, like Joe Drassi got like, you know, he was like cultivating all the like all these people like to like really make this, you know, like this spectacular Dune movie, like all like these like great artists and minds and like, you know, really trying to like put something on the screen that has like never been done, you know, and like really like. You know, like show what he can do, you know, as a filmmaker and like get these people when we all work together and like as a community and like we can really make something like spectacular and huge and like, you know, insane. And then to find out like, you know, like how all the like it just kind of fell apart because of the budget and just like, you know, like restraints and stuff like that. And people didn't like obviously really see his vision even though he had it like so like there for yeah. people to see and
0: unfortunately it was hordorowski and no one was going to give him the money to, to to follow up with that vision yeah. you know what i mean like because his vision was like expensive yeah like, it for, especially for like, movies that you know he he never made a movie with like any kind of crazy budget you know yeah even though i'm sure he would make a fucking insane one I don't know know if it would make Yeah, it would have been good or,
1: like, you know, like... It
0: might have been good, but, like, not good in the sense where you're just like, oh, yeah, like, that just goes from beginning to mm -hmm. end. It'd probably be good in, like, the, you know, the sort of artsy, like, sense where you're just like, oh, yeah, like, I get the imagery of it. Yeah. But you wouldn't understand what the hell's going on. Yeah. You know?
1: And so, yeah, that's one of the cool things about Masters of the Universe is the art direction. And you realize when you're watching... uh, Well, while you're watching uh, Jodorowsky's Dune documentary, like, you see that, like these people that were working with that and with him like you know obviously they had these like you know designs and stuff like that that th- so they didn't go to the dune movies so they had to go somewhere else and they had like this work that they could use and like sell and like you know people would buy and one of the things is uh skeletor's like gold like suit when he gets the universe power and stuff and that's one of the things and that was like one of those like oh crazy like maybe masters of the universe isn't just a nostalgic thing there's like really like putting talent behind these things like the art direction and the film and the like directing and the editing and all this stuff like it's not just some like garbage heap of a movie to make a film and spit it out you know it's really like people were really working with this and like really like using their talent and like you know obviously the guy who did that design for that skeletor thing he he did it for dune you know but Ah, you know and they got you got you you know like so they you know they're uh-huh. using some like yeah. you know like they used it somewhere else and that's also great you know like the like you know it's not just like you know it was like kind of like a happy accident you know like it's just one of those things where like you know the art is not like you know r- people are really like working on these films like no matter how much you think something is garbage or trash or like you know like all the the work was already done and it's been like put out there and like <clears throat> it's Shang-Chi. not just something <clears throat> <laughs> you know sorry Oh, now <laughs> Halloween has turned into Shang Chi. <laughs> I
0: mean <laughs> but Yeah, yeah, we but gotta get know, past Halloween. But you but know we gotta, so we gotta like, find something so else. So that
1: like made me really like rethink Masters of the Universe because I hadn't seen it in a long time when since I had seen that Dune documentary, you know, like it'd been I was like, Oh crazy, like I'm not I'm not like insane for liking this film, like, you know, or it just being like uh like a piece of nostalgia from my childhood you know like there really is something behind masters of the universe and it's not just like you know like they didn't just make it to make like make it at least as much as Mm -hmm. the producers wanted that maybe you know but the people like working on it were really working for like you know and putting something behind it and love behind it you know and not just being some like toy commercial yeah it's not
0: it's not Not. it's just not it's not not just another teen movie yeah um (laughs) No, yeah, for sure. And look, I'm just going to be, real quick, I'm just going to be a dude really quick. Just uh-huh. kind of, you know, be a man. Just be a, just a gross dude. But <laughs> I will say that, you know, as a young lad, one thing that I did enjoy seeing was uh, Chelsea Field, right? She played um, Tela, Telia? Tela?
1: Oh, yeah, the daughter of...
0: Um... The daughter of Man-at-Arms. Yeah. Yeah, um, she's gorgeous uh, in this film. And watching it again, I was just like, wow, like, they're, you know, they, they, it's strange to me that they didn't try to do some kind of, you know, love story between He-Man and her. Because it seemed like she yeah. was sort of a bit of, she was, she was a little jealous of him when she when he had his arm around Courtney Cox. Hugging a little bit too tight, I'll say. <laughs> um, you know, I get it. He's trying to save her. He's trying to help her out. But, you know, he's, you know, you got to do the hover hover thing nowadays. <laughs> you can't just be squeezing all tight. You don't know her he-man but um (laughs) so they never did they never really went into that which i thought was you know interesting which is fine it didn't really hinder because i guess the love story is between courtney cox and her her goofy ass boyfriend um who plays instruments and has no idea what instruments are but um japanese (laughs) synthesizer What an idiot! Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. But then I realized watching it this time, you know, because even when I was younger, I was like, "Wow, nobody's gonna get the girl." And to me, the girl was um, uh, tell, Tella.
1: Tell, yeah. Tella. Okay. Yeah. Tella. Tella. Tila.
0: Tila. Sorry. Tila. I thought that was the girl, mm-hmm. right? Not Courtney yeah. Cox. Like, yeah. I mean, what you know? Fine. She's she's very cute. She's you know. She's got some of the worst acting I've ever seen in this film. Um, <laughs> look, I'm just saying, you know, that one part where she she thinks she's seen her mom and she just goes going,
1: no, no. <laughs>
0: like, and it's because it turns out not to be. Her. She's just yeah. ridiculous. She's really bad. Um, but, but Tila, um, I thought she was the one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at least for me. Or for somebody in this movie was going to, you know, I thought she should have been like someone that they were going to sweep her off her feet and stuff. And You know, she handles herself very well. She doesn't need sweeping off her feet. But, well, I
1: think uh, He-Man was going with the thing, uh, Earth Girls are easy.
0: Well, <laughs> I yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He, He-Man saw Courtney Cox. He saw, mm. you know, he heard, right, as soon as he looked at her, he heard the, I'll be there for you. And he knew that all he had to do was put his arm around her and she was swooning. Yeah because she was ready to dump her boyfriend anyway in this film. But the point is that I, I don't think that there need to be a love story between He-Man and anybody else, because that's not the point, right? The point is that he's just trying to save, uh, you know, the, 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 the goddess, the...
1: Yeah, the sorcerer, The sorcer- sorceress. sorceress. Yeah.
0: But also, there is sort of a bit of a love story, and I'm not even kind of saying this to joke around, and even though I sort of am, I'm sort of not... There is a bit of a kind of a love story that I, you know, there's a little bit of a, you know, kind of a weird love story between Skeletor and He-Man. I really do <laughs> a believe bit, yeah. that He-Man, like, that Skeletor, because Skeletor don't, doesn't want to kill him. Skeletor just wants him to kneel down and to submit to him. <laughs> it's a really, and, yeah. you know, in He-Man. Yeah,
1: Skeletor ain't vanilla.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, like, He-Man doesn't. You know, I mean, He Man's kind of like you know he likes to get whipped, he likes to get tortured, he likes to have his shirt off. It, it feels like he, him, and Scoutor have a thing. It, mm-hmm. It's not even a we gotta kill each other. It's more just like, hey, you know what? We want to live with each other. We love each other. But you know, you you wanna you wanna take over Gray School in in a bad way. I want to <laughs> rule Gray School in a cool way. You know, we but we you know but we do love each other, and. All right, Jordan, you said it. I mean, I thought that was a pretty interesting thing to see because I feel like a lot of people are going to miss that. And again, you know, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, homoerotic undertones in films like this are usually prevalent, you know, Spartacus, things like that, where it's like, you know, dudes, you know, shirtless, you know, with swords slashing around, slashing their swords around, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, it's not a bad thing. It's fine. I'm just saying I, I sort of liked that little... A little layer, you yeah. know, because it adds something to it. It adds a lot more to it than if he would have been in love with, uh, you know, with Tela. Tila. Mm-hmm. It it, would, it adds more to it because th- there is really a reason why those two are fighting. There is a reason why you know he's taking over that the sorceress, you know, because he mm-hmm. knows that that's really hurting He Man. Yeah, you know, and but in a real way, yeah, he wants to hurt him
1: where, yeah, it's and gonna he hurt, wants, yeah. yeah,
0: and he and he knows that, like, and again, he doesn't want to kill him. He wants to keep him as a slave. He wants him to submit to him because he, he loves him. He wants him there with him all. He wants a
1: whole love triangle.
0: Yes. And it's very strange and it's and sick. And
1: evil Lynn wants Skeletor for herself, but he Skeletor ain't having that. He doesn't yes. even notice her like that.
0: Yeah, because she, and again, she doesn't get things done. He-Man yeah. gets things done and that's what he <laughs> likes. That's another thing. Skeletor <laughs> likes it when yeah. you get shit done. Yeah. And He-Man doesn't fail. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like it when people fail. So that's, I mean, that's his perfect main. And
1: like the, and just like the evil genius in Time Bandits, he like destroys like who can't get him what he wants, you know? Like when he, you know, like I have no time for, uh, I don't know what he says. Like no time for like, uh, I'm not giving out like grievances or something like that. He says, and he kills the lizard man. Yeah. He says something
0: about like all of you guys, maybe the blade guy, but all you guys have your shirts on. What is this? (laughs) And then he shoots the lizard guy.
1: (laughs) But Yeah. Yeah, but.
0: oh, yeah, it's in the Blade Guy represents like a, the neo Nazi party in the mm. Republic but You see, there's a lot of little hints there that, that Godard's giving us. Yeah, the Not Jean Luc,
1: but the Godard. SS Wolf. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, no, I look, I'm not going to lie to you, Mondo, you know, You know, talking about it when you first had said you were bringing it up, you know, I was excited because I was like, oh, you know, again, it's nostalgia. You know, I was, yeah, yeah. I was thinking in terms of like, yeah, cool, I, I get to watch it again. It's going to be fun. Maybe I'm going to make fun of it. It's going to be cool, but. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I really do understand what it is you're talking about. Your argument is pretty solid, especially after watching and the film. And, like,
1: honestly, like, this is as good as... I mean, okay. We we talk shit about Marvel movies, but we just think that, like... We talk shit about them because everyone reviewing movies just thinks that all that comes out is Marvel movies. But we like Marvel movies. We get just as excited yeah. as everyone else who wants to go see them. Yeah. And they're good. And this is, like, I mean... This fits right in with it, like you know, like especially the earlier ones, you know, when they were just well, kind of. Yeah, I the, mean,
0: the first Thor kind of stole this kind of. Um,
1: and the, the first two th- Thors suck. I mean, they do. They're but that, awful. But,
0: but, but I'm saying that the first Thor kind of stole this yeah, exactly. kind of fish idea. Fish out of water. Yeah, or you know,
1: Thors on Earth and like stuff like that. Yeah, they literally and like a I lot mean, They don't
0: use. They don't use Whittier. They lean. They, you know. they
1: lean into the comical yeah. part of it, and this they don't. You know, they really treat it like you know as serious as they. S- you know just serious you know like just as like i kind of wish like some of the stuff like some of the scenes like especially on uh gray skull were a little darker like not so lit lit you know like it's a little too bright sometimes oh it was lit <laughs> you know like the lighting like it's just a little too bright sometimes it could uh-huh. be a little darker and like a for little sure. more like for sure you know but that's just like a, a small gripe but i still think it looks cool and great and especially yeah, that yeah, end yeah, fight yeah. you know like as like simple as it is it's you know like when i was a kid that like that got my blood pumping, you know, like as much as it did for uh, Skeletor did for He-Man. I, I you know. No, like, I, yeah, yeah. And no. even even now it does. Like, it's still like, damn, this is so fucking cool. Like, you know. No, like, it's
0: fun. Especially like the di- like the colors. That like, like, yeah, Like There's exactly. like the red, the green. No, there's like blues, different colors. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, you know, because they're...
1: Yeah, because they had was, to do what they had to do because they yeah. had no money for their budget, you know. Like
0: yeah, you know, give me give me one of those fights over you know these Marvel fights where they're just or like flying the, the and one get,
1: the Black Panther fight at the end. Yeah, you know, as good just, as Black Panther is, like that fight at the end is really it looks like trash. Yeah, because you they're
0: know? just flying through the air just
1: flop it on anything it just looks that like can. the video game cutscene, you know yeah, there's and like even no, worse there,
0: there's no stakes to it it doesn't feel real yeah. it doesn't feel like they're actually standing on any kind of solid ground
1: and it has that end credit scene also what? Masters of the Universe
0: what's the end credit
1: scene? where Skeletor pops out of the water <laughs> at the end oh
0: <laughs> shit I didn't see it yeah it's I like, forgot about that I forget damn. what he says but
1: you know I fits did right in like, and well, I forgot I mean if anything is going to this, before any Marvel movie gets into the goddamn Criterion Collection, you know?
0: I, I mean, I, I can totally agree with that. Because, again, you know, they're they're you know, Time Bandits, you know, bringing it back to that, that's in the collection. And, I mean, yeah. it, it's sort of in the same vein, you know? They're, they're sort of in the same kind of, you know, it just, it, like, look-wise, feel-wise kind it just, of... Like,
1: it just checks all these boxes that make sense for it to be, like, preserved by Criterion. Where it's just something that shows, like, American film at this time in the era of the 80s you know where it's not yeah there's like all these stuffy like you know uh art house films but there's also this one that just stands out and brings like like a different like you know like a where a film historian perspective of the like time frame of like movies at the time where it's just kind of like making these like fantasy kids and like you know like just like all the greed and like stuff of of the 80s and stuff like it really just paints this picture in time like and And I think they can do that and like get like, you know, supplementary stuff about that. And like real and and just having all the like a lot of the actors still around, you know, like Frank Langella, Dolph Lundgren, Courtney Cox, you know, like and the director too like, you know, to really like talk about this film and like really examine it and just like, you know, like because film is also fun and it's also like, you know, an escape and from this stuff. It's it just but it also shows all these things like of the time too like, you know, of what, like, America was going through through the 80s, you know, like, and how it was. Right. And America was <laughs> dealing with bald cops <laughs> who were right around calling everyone kid.
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry I spit all over my microphone. Yeah. But it just because I just thought of that idiot. James Tolkien. <laughs> James Tolkien. He's playing the same guy, Strickland, I, yeah, from, yeah, back from, from Back to the Future. Back to the Future. And then that idiot just ends up staying in He-Man world <laughs> because he's horny. Because <laughs> he's just like, I got myself a girl, great view. What else I got to go back there for? It's like, Dick, you're a cop. Like, what yeah. do you mean? Like, sorry, I just spilled <laughs> into the microphone. Oh, my God. Because uh, I, I literally I kind of sort of forgot about him, and then I just thought about his <laughs> dumb, bald head. Yeah. What a worthless idiot. Um, yeah. I like most... Uh, good old
1: James Tolkien. No, but he's he's
0: good in it. Um, I, I just... Yeah, it just, like, it's just such a funny role, because he is literally playing the same thing, where he's yeah. just some guy just mad and calling people kid. Mm. But you know what, Mondo? You know, it's in. Um, I can't... I cannot... I cannot say that it's not in because your argument is solid. Um, watching it, you know, it all—it it obviously adds weight to your argument. I do sort of feel like it's something that needs to be preserved. And again, you know, it's nice to expand, you know, the criterion a bit, you know. Let's get it away from certain things, right? Like, let's
1: let's. let's and get, it can get away from those kind of things, well, you know? Well, sure, but, I, but you know what I mean? And There's all these... It's just like these little nuggets, too, that... It's Stand unfortunate, test of time.
0: you know, because, you know, again, and, and we love all these things. We love the shop factories, the vinegar syndromes, the, you know, the, the Kinos, all the different things that do these, the, you know, this type of stuff. But, you know, why can't Criterion encapsulate kind of all those different types of things? And I think this would be a great addition to it. It'd be nice to see what they do with the artwork. I just, yeah, I would love to see the supplements in this. Um, let's get it Let's get it in there. It's in.
1: Yeah, and the Blu-ray that we have is the... It's in like sin. It's a 25th anniversary one, and it has just the commentary the and commentary. the trailer.
0: Yeah, which, and, you know, I mean, that's all it's going to ever have because yeah. who's going to look into He-Man, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, and we're trying to people to look at these films.
0: Yeah, and I mean, right now, Kevin Smith, you know, they'll probably interview Kevin Smith for the damn thing because and he's it's doing crazy the He-Man that they, cartoon on Netflix. Yeah, they... Or the animated. I yeah, mean, they, it's not a cartoon, but...
1: They it's remade, weird. like, the cartoon and stuff, but that's kind of crazy that they try, haven't tried to make... Or maybe they have. I'm sure they have, but I'm it's sure they never true. But yeah. that there hasn't been another He-Man film. Yeah, you know?
0: but because yeah, because I'm sure they wouldn't do it like this. They yeah, wouldn't, they wouldn't. They wouldn't mm. bring it into mm. uh, like the you know the modern times. They'd yeah, do they do it like as like a, like a Conan be, the Barbarian kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, they'd keep it there, and and those movies haven't really been working. You know, yeah. those sort of like period kind of piece things. Yeah, I mean, Gladiator was probably like the only thing that really worked in that sense. Yeah, you it's know? Like, they try to it's do a new kind of like her. They try to do like all that. Yeah, you know, it's
1: like the western. You know, it just yeah. doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't translate, or people just don't want to see those kind yeah, of things. Yeah, people just you know?
0: don't flock to them. They just yeah. they're like bored with them, and most of them haven't even seen the the original. Yeah, you know, those, the original yeah. like classics anyway, so yeah. why would they watch the new thing? Mm. But yeah, that that is interesting that they wouldn't try to do a new one. But you know, again, you know, you know, some you know, they'll say, and I just want to say one thing, you know, it's in obviously, but you oh, know, okay. the reason that well, the reason why it's in is because look, you know, some they say, you know, oh, New York is a character, oh, LA is a character. Well, you know what? Whittier is a character in this oh, film, yeah.
1: <laughs> good old Uptown Whittier, good old Uptown
0: Whittier. If you guys don't and, know that,
1: and John, John, James Tolkien never left it. Yeah,
0: he he didn't. <laughs> None of these people did. I see Dolph Lundgren in Uptown Whittier all the time. He's running around shirtless, waving <laughs> a sword around. Uh, yeah, it's it's a whole. Yeah, I mean Uptown Whittier, it's its own character in it, and I love it. It's great to see it on the big screen. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, on you know, on your TV. I mean, yeah. but um, but also
1: this was a great. I think this is great. Uh, double feature too time bandits and masters of the universe it is yeah it's, i think they it's, really fit uh, well together
0: and again i think if yeah if i would have saw time bandits when i was a kid these both would have had that same you know i think it would have the same feeling yeah even though you know us talking about time bandits made me like it a little more and again i'm gonna watch it again it's not something i just want to write off even though i wanted to at first but i'm not going to because again you shouldn't do that you should go you should sign up for the criterion channel watch time bandits and then um can you watch he-man anywhere right now uh i don't know for free i don't think so well you know they've, they've got it available you can rent, you can it rent and stuff it like that and you should uh, especially for this episode because it's in the criterion collection criterion are you listening we've already told you enough is enough fucking answer us back <laughs> we've got a bunch of movies we're stacking them up here we're yeah. already on our what like 50 something episode
1: get us in that get us in that closet let us yeah. interview some filmmakers and Make it on those supplements.
0: Exactly. Let us get in the closet. Letterbox. Send us some shirts. We'll wear them while we're in the closet. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll get the sponsors going. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at, at young Jane Fonda And look me up on Letterboxd at Jordan Garcia. But if you want to follow just the pod itself, which is what you should do, you're going to want to do at criterioncultpod on Instagram, at criterioncult on Twitter, and then Mondo, where can we find you? Where can we yell at you for this choice of master? Yeah, of the you universe? can be
1: upset for my choice at at Save underscore Mondo on all those whatever platforms, social media things.
0: How dare you, yeah. tacky bastard, bringing this to the the prestigious yeah. Criterion? We only put stuff in here like The Rock, yeah, and uncut gems, buddy. Real deep dives. There, really? oh, yeah. deep dives. Well, deep dives. Yeah, tiny furniture stuff. Yeah. Good stuff
1: yeah the real stuff
0: yeah you everyone listening to you i'm being sarcastic i'm telling you to grow up watch masters of the universe thank you guys for listening join the 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 quote